Get deeper insights on the news from inside sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today, as always. And it is a spring day in Utah with a little bit of snow, followed by some big sunshine. But it's actually Groundhog Day because, once again, we are back to the shutdown showdown, uh, barreling towards Friday night, midnight. Uh, we just went through some of the comments coming out of the meeting at the White House uh, with the firm, as we like to refer to it, uh, the leaders of both the House and the Senate. So you have Schumer, McConnell, Jeffries, and Johnson, a uh, perfect law firm, uh, sitting in there with the president. And now the question is, now what do they do? We know what they said. Now what are they going to do and how can they possibly do it? And so we always turn to the sage of the Senate, James Walner, senior fellow at the R Street Institute, great thinker, great writer, and uh, joining us from somewhere in a secure, undisclosed location in the Everglades. Uh, James, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a balmy 82 degrees out here. So. <laughs> Well, that's a good that's a good place to be. Uh, as we look at the uh, one more round of the shutdown showdown, uh, given the time frame that's left on this one, uh, what is it that has to be done? And as you look at it, what is most likely to be done uh, over the next 72 hours or so? Well, they don't give themselves a lot of time. And I think it would be it's important for your listeners to, to know, to remember that the lawmakers have been gone on vacation back home in their districts and their states instead of in Congress in Washington, D.C., trying to tackle this issue. So they've known this deadline at the end of the week is there all along. They just chose to uh, not be there to tackle that deadline. So I think they haven't left themselves a lot of time. I think on the leadership's part, that is partly by design. Um, But the rank and file, I think, are going to be very frustrated with where Mm. they are going to end up at the end of the week. Uh, And I think that's, again, uh, partly by design on the part of the leadership. Yeah, I thought it was so interesting coming out of the White House meeting. uh, Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader in the House, uh, said uh, he said it in an interesting way. He said we have to shut down these bills in order to keep open the government. Uh, Describe for us what shut down a bill uh, actually means in terms of the process. So the way that we make decisions in Congress today when it comes to government funding is that we meet in secret. And we negotiate bills and then we come out of those meetings and then we pass those bills or as the case may be, we don't pass those bills. And so everything leading up to those negotiations is is posturing, trying to get uh, the best possible leverage heading into those negotiations. And so what uh, the minority leader uh, Jeffries is referencing here is basically saying, no, we don't agree with these bills that the House Republican Conference can pass. We don't think those are a good idea. And we are going to proactively reject them out of hand so that we can hopefully get them back to the negotiating table so they don't call our bluff and actually force us to vote against those bills on the floor. But if the case may be, we're willing to do that as well. But it's all designed to get better bills because we don't write bills on the floor of the House and Senate anymore. We write them behind these closed doors. Yeah. And then there's always that uh, additional shutdown portion, which is uh, we have to shut it down before it gets to the floor because, of course, we're in a hurry now because we've been gone for two weeks. Uh, and so we don't have time to actually read these bills or debate them on the floor of the House or the Senate. We just have to have an up or down vote, uh, which, again, makes it easier for leadership to say, hey, this is the best we could do. Uh, you're going to have to bite the bullet and uh, vote yes, just so we can keep the government open. That's right. Look, coming out of this meeting at the White House, the leaders have, I have no doubt, would love to pass any bills right now, and they could probably come to an agreement pretty quickly on what those bills would be. I think it's the, the, the challenge for them 
is their rank and file, mm. more so in the House than in the Senate, but also in the Senate. And what happens is that leaders often will negotiate bills and then come to find out that their rank and file do not like those bills, which is where we're probably headed with the four bills that expire at the end of the week. Uh, and the rank and file, in particular, House conservatives are demanding uh, funding riders or, or, or policy changes. Uh, it's perfectly legitimate to do so. The bill itself will be full of riders already. Uh, but they're asking for more riders or different riders. And the Democrats are rejecting those out of hand. And so it'll be interesting to see if we end up with no bill and a, a short-term continuing resolution to keep funding going for another week or two, or if we'll end up with a bill or we'll end up with a shutdown. Yeah, and I know a, a lot of the conversation has been uh, around, okay, should we just do this? I know there's a, a faction within the House that says, hey, we, if we're going to if we're gonna punt, let's let's punt far, not short. <laughs> let's, let's punt for a year uh, and, uh, and then to get to some of those automatic 1% cuts uh, that were negotiated as part of last year's drama. That's, that's correct. And there's, uh, as part of the current law that we have now, if it, it separated these four bills from the four bills that were going to expire on March 8th, so next week we're going to be back at it again, uh, with four harder bills, I think much more controversial bills. Um, but if they can't get an agreement on any set of these bills, then pursuant to that earlier uh, law, what's going to happen is that you have an across-the-board cut in April. And that's going to upset Democrats. It's going to upset, I think, national security hawks and Department of Defense-minded uh, Republicans who want to have more spending. And so they, you might see, I think you'll see this sooner in the Senate, we'll see a, a coalition of those forces coming together to avoid that, um, I think. But the question is, will they uh, do they want to avoid that so much that they will accept and negotiate on some policy riders that the House Republicans are demanding, or will they try to somehow get a bill to the floor in the House that, that funds the government, um, that circumvents the House uh, leadership and its speaker? Yeah, and I think all of that is amazing because we're only talking about 1%, right? These are 1% automatic cuts. Uh, you would think uh, hearing some of those uh, weeping and wailing in Washington that uh, that this was like a 50% cut. It's a, it's a 1% cut, uh, which is interesting that there's this much trauma and drama over 1%. tells you where our spending mindset is. Uh, I don't know a household in America that if you said, hey, you're going to have to cut 1%, they're going to cut 1% one way or another, uh, whether it's through a soda or uh, the snacks at the gas station, somehow they're going to find a way to, to do that. Uh, give us a, a sense, James, uh, just in our last minute or so here, uh, in terms of if they do this continuing resolution, are we still going to see this stair-step uh, kind of approach from Speaker Johnson? Are we just going to see these go a couple of weeks down the road? Uh, what does that look like? What do you anticipate? Well, the scuttlebutt on Capitol Hill right now is maybe a continuing resolution through March 26th or so. That would give them time uh, while also preserving the ability to avoid that 1% cut. They can always turn that cut off, too. I mean, they can pass a continuing resolution that goes into April or beyond. It also turns that cut off and, and avoids that sequester, which is what they've routinely done in the past when uh, put into this circumstance as well. Um, but this is also why lawmakers don't like continuing resolutions because they continue funding at last year's levels. And lawmakers, uh, you know, if you go forward, you automatically, with the baseline, not to get too complicated, but you get more money. It's assumed every year that you know, the baseline increases with inflation. And as we know, inflation's been rather significant lately as well. And so what happens is that the government gets more money every year just to stay even. And that more money can be then used to invest in different priorities that lawmakers have. And so when you have a continuing resolution, 
it doesn't take that into account. They're already seeing that as a cut. And on top of that, you factor in an across-the-board 1% cut, and then they are it's like the end of the world for them. <laughs> oh, and I'm, and I'm going to write it down right now because I think your prediction of March 26th is spot on because that is the day that Congress wants to leave for the Easter recess. Uh, well, there you so go. There you go. I think you have picked it to the day, so we're going to note that in the files here on Inside Sources. Uh, March 26th will be the next shutdown showdown. You can stay tuned for uh, all of the theatrics of that coming up. James Walner, as always, thanks for helping us break it all down and uh, look at the process. If we could get to the process, folks, we'd get to way better policy and much better governing. James, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. All right, that's James Walner. Sage of the Senate right there. And uh, I know there's a lot of process pieces in there. And the interesting thing is that we're most likely to just see a little punt uh, for a few weeks. And I think James probably got it right. I bet it's March 26th uh, because that will create a new urgency. And the new urgency will be you all want to go home for a couple of weeks during the Easter and spring break. And that's what they're going to want to do. So they're going to want to get it done. And so somehow they will either do another continuing resolution uh, or they'll actually get the job done. And then I'll just remind you uh, that they're working on their homework from last year. Uh, They really should be working on this year's budget and this year's funding of the government. Because as we continue to remind everyone, September 30th always comes every year without fail. Congress has got to do the job. James is helping us break it all down. We'll step aside for some bottom of the hour news. More Inside Sources coming up next.